attention, attention please. The Camp Ojibwa History Podcast is on the air. Hello and welcome to the Camp Ojibwa History Podcast. My name is Christopher Thomason. I'm your host for this and many, many more trips down memory lane. The Camp Ojibwa History Podcast is a podcast dedicated to collecting the stories, the history, the memories of Camp Ojibwa for Boys in Eagle River, Wisconsin, founded 1928. This week's guest on the podcast, Barry Golden. Barry Golden, coming at you live. Barry was a camper in the 50s and 60s, and we had a great time. Uh, He was super thrilled to sit down and talk. We had some good stories exchanged. You'll get to hear all that. Before we get to that, a little housekeeping, of course. First and foremost, May 6th, 2017. Put it in your calendars. May 6th, 2017. OJ90. The 90th summer celebration. It will be the largest gathering ever of Camp Ojibwa Connected folks all in one place. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be out at the Weston North Shore, which is the one in Wheeling. So make your plans. If you live in town, you have no excuse. If you live out of town, put it in your calendar now. Come on out. May 6th, Saturday evening. It's going to be incredible. So OJ90, May 6th, 2017. You know what? Just plan to come for the whole weekend. We're going to have stuff going on nonstop. But the big part, the big deal, Saturday night, be there. Also, if you haven't picked up your brick yet, head over to Click on Buy My Memorial Brick of Fame. Get it in. Get it done. You don't want to be left out. You also want your name eternally carved on the grounds of Camp Ojibwa. Okay, here we go. Enough of that. Barry Golden on the Camp Ojibwa History Podcast. Okay, this is Barry Golden, affectionately called the Kuda. <laughs> I started Camp Ojibwa in 1955 as a camper in cabin two. Wow. And finished up as a full counselor probably in uh, 63 or so. Nice. 64, so that was close to 10 years. Yeah. Probably 9 through 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good stretch of time to be there. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of influential camp guys are there during that, you know, not only we were just talking about the boys of summer before we turned the mics on, but yeah. Elliot Friedman starts during that time. Yeah. George Sachs is there. Bernie, Kerman. Bernie, Denny comes Denny. in. Denny. Uh, all of the above, yes. Yeah. Yes. So when you started, did you still take the train to camp? Yes, we did take the train overnight. 
Mm. A lot of water fights. <laughs> I think the reason they started busing is because of when I was there, it got out of hand. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> Too much train nonsense. Destroyed the cars. So how did you come to find out about camp? At the time, I lived in Chicago, and my parents wanted to send me to overnight camp. And somehow we uh, got word that Camp Ojibwe was the spot. So Al Schwartz came over to the house. He did his dog and pony show. I nice. Was, I was 10 years old. <laughs> I'll never forget when he shook my hand, I gave him a kind of a soft handshake. He said, no. He said, when you shake someone's hand, you give them a firm handshake. Let's do it over. And I shook it. He said, now nah, that's better. And I remember that all my life. Wow. You know, when you shake a lot of hands with people, you get a, you need a firm handshake. It means something. So, so that was the first thing I learned uh, <laughs> at Camp Ojibwe from Al Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he really establishes it right yeah. there. Yeah. I didn't have the fortune of meeting Al, but I mean, I've yeah. heard so much about him. It's unbelievable. Him, him and, and Pearl, his yeah. wife. Do, then Mickey, his son, you know, sure, the whole deal. So you head up to camp, you get on the train. Yep. Now going up, did you have any friends that were going to camp? No, as well? didn't know a person. Nice. Didn't know a person, <laughs> and then I, then I've met people that I'm friendly with. I'm 75, so 65 years later. Wow. We still see some folks from uh, camp days. That's fantastic. In fact, I'm playing golf with a guy who was my counselor. Fellow by the name of Gordy Bartlestein. Absolutely. He was my counselor when I was 11, and now he's 82, <laughs> and we play golf in the winter and almost all the time. That's great. So you talk about old-time ties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, great athletes. And they had a home on Catfish Lake, and they had a boat. So on Parents Weekend, they'd come in with the boat, pick kids up. Oh, yeah, they were. That's great. They were famous. <laughs> yeah. So you, speaking of Catfish Lake, so you get you get up there, you get to camp. What's yep. the first thing you remember about getting to Camp Ojibwe? Mm, that's a good question. Probably the cabins. Mm. You know, you go right to the cabins, you get your bunk, you know, and you're alone for the first time, and you're crying the first night or two. <laughs> sure, of course. Wet in your bed the third night. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, the cabins. Yeah. Cabin, yeah. cabin two, that's definitely And I hear they've changed now. When we were there, there were no TVs. There, were, there was nothing. Well, now I will say, in no bad. Maybe there was one little latrine. I don't remember. <laughs> I think that the I'm trying to. I know the younger cabins had toilets mm-hmm. pretty early on, but then the older ones didn't get them till later. No, they went to the shower house or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Do we still have the old shower house? Still have the old shower house. Oh my god! And the new, and, and now the new. We've added another yeah. one since, but. Uh, one of the, the great memories, I think, was the first morning exercise, and Al Schwartz would yell, dip or either jump in the lake, dip or shower, <laughs> dip or shower, and you go in the lake, it'd be cold as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, dip or shower. Have you heard that from I, some of the guys? I have heard that. Now, dip were, or shower, and then you? Saturday scrub up. Oof. Oh, man. I've heard that was really rough. Some of the counselors <laughs> beat you up a little. Now, were you more of a dip guy or more of a shower guy? I got it over with fast. I jumped in the lake and then ran to the cabin. Nice. Yeah. It does seem like guys are either one or the other. They're yeah. Not, there's not a lot of in-betweeners. Dip they either, or shower. They either dipped or they showered. Yeah, it was cold in the morning, too. <laughs> I, uh, I think I probably have not been in the lake in 10 years. Really? I've been in yeah. camp for 17. I bet I haven't been in the lake in yeah. 10. Yeah. Is the raft still out there? Raft's still yeah. out there, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and the piers, once the piers became permanent, 
the, everything's all there. So it's, yeah. it all stays. Okay. Um, we don't do like the island swim and things like that. We oh, don't do that anymore. Okay. The swim area stops yeah. at the raft. Yeah, basically. we had the island swim. One yeah. island, two island, three island. It, to me, that's just mind-boggling to think Seems about. Seems like a lot of things probably have changed. Yeah, you know, time changes. Time and, has changed. And the, the the kind of thing that society wants to teach a kid or expects a kid to do these days is different. You know, the trophy culture and the... Do they still have trophies? We still have trophies, but the idea that, you know, nowadays every kid gets a trophy. Now, that's not how yeah. it is at camp, no, but, no, you know. No, we were there. At, 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 <laughs> no. Right. Only the winners get trophies. <laughs> and that's it. Second place. Collegiate week, <laughs> rough. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get there. Woo. You talked about going into the cabinet first time. Do you remember your counselors? Yeah. I so, think Herbie Turtle Harris was my first cabinet. Um, so you got, you got Turtle running the cabin. Uh, and who are some of the guys you're in the cabin with that you remember? Oh, boy. Let me see. Or even just Jim along Na- the way. Uh, Jim Nachman. Oh, sure. Did anyone ever bring up Jim Nachman? Of course. Jimmy Nachman and uh, Cookie. Mike Cook. I don't know if that's a familiar name. Jay Mall. Neil, uh, Neil Mall yeah. is his brother. Uh, Nachman, Mall, Cook. Uh, God, I don't remember. I got to think about it. Wow. It's a pretty good crew, though, just right there. <laughs> we had a nice crew. Chuck uh, Green. Chuck, oh, right on. Chucky Green. He had a brother, Stan Green. I don't know if you, hmm. anyone ever told you about Stan Green, but, well, I remember a lot of this. Have you talked to Ronnie Lakin? I have talked to Ronnie Lakin. Ronnie Lakin lives two minutes from here. Oh, nice. He was uh, probably the greatest athlete to come out of Ojibwe, I think. Wow. Yeah. Ron Lakin? Yeah. He was a Not Ron Rubenstein. No. No, well, (laughs) Rubenstein was never a camper. Lakin was a camper and became that. But Rubenstein was, him and Lakin were probably the top athletes ever to come out of the the, uh, consular ranks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, talking about sports, uh, were you a sports guy already when you were a kid? You already liked sports? Yeah. And you're Chicago, so you're probably playing softball and clinchers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, we get to camp. What are the obviously softball is big. What are the other sports that you really? Well, I was enjoyed? a big tennis player and basketball. Oh, that's where I hung out in the tennis courts and basketball courts. Nice. I used to play doubles with Al and his wife during rest period. They'd oh. invite me to play tennis when I was fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, was that's a real sign of respect. Decent. Or... Yeah, I got to play. That was the. That was the. If you got to play with Al and Pearl. And Molly Baum, mm-hmm. then yeah, you were among the chosen few. <laughs> yeah, they only picked the best, mm-hmm. uh, from what I hear. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. What about some of the? Were there any of the other things sports-wise that you really dug? Whether it was the waterfront or I didn't like the water. Mm. I was in the all the leagues were great. You know, pony the all the softball leagues, watermelon league, collegial week was all for me. It was because I was competitive. Ah. That was the highlight of the season. Nice, great. Did you did you win? Yeah, we won twice. Just wow. They had the varsity and junior varsity. I don't know if they have that now. Where they have uh, they age, do the, they, have they varsity actually have, junior varsity. They actually have prep now as well because we I have enough junior varsity youngest kids. Varsity, yeah. Nice. You know, number two pick one year. You oh, know, okay, deal. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and who were the who were the uh, schools you won with? Do you remember? Well, well Ohio State. Ah. I think we set the record. For points, oh wow! All time, we had the top pick varsity. Who was a fab? This guy Bernie Kirshner, who was a fabulous sure. athlete. 
And then I think I was top picking the juniors. We didn't lose a game all week, and the seniors lost. It, it, <laughs> wow. It was a joke. That's incredible. You didn't even need the obstacle course. I'll tell you what I do remember is when I was a junior counselor at J.C., I, was, I had cabin one. So mm. you were a junior counselor, and you, you were able to play during collegiate week on varsity. Mm. And we used to wait tables. So the JCs were the waiters. Right. So I remember I'd we'd have a morning event. It was tough. And then you you go to your cabin, then you'd have to go wait tables and you were beat. Then there was a rest period from like one to two, then you had to go out and play an afternoon game, <laughs> go back, wait tables at five, and then there was always a night event. I'll never forget it. It was like I don't know what I was on, but it, <laughs> to get through that week. You're on being 17, I think, is the, <laughs> the only was, thing that makes that work. But I loved it. Yeah. It was great. That's fantastic. Collegiate yeah. Week is one of those th- I mean, I've often said it, the greatest yeah, athletic endeavor. Very competitive. Perhaps ever undertaken. <laughs> it is. It has a lot of history. Do they still have it? Absolutely. Are you yeah. kidding? Now, though, the big change is it's 12 teams. Oh, not ten, yeah, and we, we give trophies 10. to three places, which is the most. They had what trophies go to third place? Oh, as one, well. two, three. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of controversy with that. When the, you know, because again, like we said, you got trophies if you win, not for getting, not winning. <laughs> I remember stunt night and song night. Yeah. Oh my God! I used <laughs> to practice singing, acting. Now was in. You said you uh, did a little radio later on. Was performing? Was any? Yeah, of that I went to Denver blood? University. I was the sports. I did all the play-by-play for football, hockey, and uh, basketball. Nice. That's what I wanted to do. Go on to be a play-by-play man after I graduated, but it didn't work out that way. I went in the army, and then my, I went to work for my dad. And I never, that's the only regret I have is not chasing my dream, being one of those play-by-play by Bob Costas kind of Sure, guys. of course. Yeah. So you already had a little bit of showman. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm sure the Ojibwe stage gives you lots of opportunities to. Oh, I was in the minstrel show all the time. Sure. You know, everything you did there, every activity, whether it was the minstrel show or watermelon league or collegiate week or just playing basketball with guys when your spare time. I mean, everything there was basically sports and a little drama. You know, you had the minstrel show. But if you were a good athlete, you had a good time. If you were not a good athlete, it was a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, it sure. It was rough. Sure. That's uh, that's probably an understatement. I know some of those guys had, and some guys just didn't. Come I don't back. think it's as bad now. I heard they've no. they've keened down the. Yeah, you and, know, you know what I wonder if they still have the inner camp competition because I was on all the teams and it was brutal. <laughs> Sometimes if you didn't win, you didn't eat lunch. You didn't get lunch. <laughs> that's what was, that sure. was. I mean, it was interlocking Menominee, you'd go there, they'd come here. It was big. Yeah. Big. And you guys would do several a year, right? Several a summer. Two or three camps. Would, there'd be three competitions, Menominee, interlocking, and uh, probably Kawaga. Yeah. But uh, I played, I was on the tennis team, softball team. I think that those were the two teams. And it was, it was intense. <laughs> I know when I started in 2000, we had not played inter. inter- Inner camp games in a long time. Camps and stop one of those. After a while, it got too rough. That was exactly it. 
And it got rough. That first year, we actually did a thing with Menominee mm-hmm. during pre-camp with just the staff where they came over and then we, we split up teams, but we were both on each team. So it would be okay. some of each camp. Yeah. It's kind of like a goodwill thing. Div- have, yeah, that's get the nice. Ball rolling. Yeah. And since that time, we it's come back in a big way. So now we play with those guys. We play with Kawaga. We, oh, you play against play them? Or yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, staffing. And now eventually the campers got involved. So we've brought it back. Now we don't do... Um, I know they used to do like swim meets and oh, things like yeah. that. Oh yeah, swim swim meets. It's really the basic stuff. It's yeah. really the softball, basketball, tennis. Yeah, that's a, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's always a lot of fun. Our kids, especially, they, they love going to the other camp and just seeing. Yeah, it was great. You know, they they come back we and they're like, the food's terrible. Mess hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You perform in front of the the home crowd or the visiting crowd. It was it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Nice. Um, going forward, so you're there as a camper. Now, you, you did mention that um, there are guys you still are friends with today. A few. Mm-hmm. A few. Any of those guys you want to sh- give a shout-out to? Anybody name-wise I might recognize? Other than the well, ones we've already talked about? I haven't seen a lot of these guys in a long time, the old-time guys. Uh, you know, I said I, I play golf with Gordy Barlstein. I see Ronnie Lakin at the club, at their golf club. See Mickey Schwartz once mm-hmm. in a while. And Denny, but sure. you know a lot of the guys like Jay Malls in San Francisco, and yeah, you kind of you try to keep in touch, but after a while it's a little tough. Yeah. That's why I think a great reunion would be unbelievable if we could. I think we the last time we all got together was fifty, and had a big fifty, and we yeah. all converged downtown. I think at a hotel, it was unbelievable. Well, I was going to say, funny you mentioned that. Next May we're having one for the ninetieth. That's the plan. So uh, it's going to be at, we think we know where it's going to be. Where? Downtown? Uh, I think we're going to try to do the Westin up here. In North, yeah. Um, no, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, we, uh, we started the planning committee, started about two months ago. No, I think that's important. And, yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And then part, part of this goes along with that, because I'm working on a book. And right. That book will be done by the time we get to oh, the yeah. thing. So be great. tie it all together. You know, because Ojibwa, again... It was a special place. You learned a lot. You really, you learned a lot about life. And, you know, the, the saying is you're only uh, as good as the people you hang out with, so, so to speak. And mm. people's who, people who came out of Ojibwe were winners. They'd go into professions and be extremely successful. It was the breed. The place breeded success. Yeah. It was a phenomenal learning ground and you learned how to become a man and you learned a lot at Ojibwa I was really honored to attend yeah even amongst the as great as as Ojibwa is overall you're really there in one of the golden ages of camp, too. That well, the fifties, sixties. Yeah, I 50s, think sixty time when they, you. I think they're really the fifties, sixties. I wasn't there in the seventies, but phenomenal. Right, athletics are through the roof. You've got phenomenal, the, like the guys we'd mentioned. You got Howie Carl is there at the time. Howie Carl, Rubenstein, Howie Falk. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I could go through ten of those yeah. names because Karanskis come in. You know, but I think the fifties, sixties were the golden years. And Al was cooking, was you know, say, everyone was Al, healthy. Mickey's there, Mickey's starting. Keishans were all there. You still had Sid Novak the for Keishans, a few years. Sid Keishans. Novak was phenomenal. Yeah. Loved him. 
I've heard some really fun stories. Phenomenal. They had just great quality. They had great quality uh, counselors. Yeah. They brought in phenomenal people. It was the best years of my life. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. What a great way to spend it. And I always say that. It was the best years of my life. Hmm. It was it was just so great. Loved every day of it. One thing everyone always talks about, so give me your opinion, uh, the food at Camp Ojibwe. It was good. <laughs> it was good. We had Katie Evans in the kitchen, and, you know, Martin, her husband, was the, he took care of the place. But when you're a waiter and you go in there and you, mm. you, you see how they cook it and you serve it, you know, steak night, Saturday night, Al being his apron, cooking 200 steaks, food was good. I don't know how it is now. I don't think it's just, <laughs> I, I hear they bring in people and they try this and that, and it's just not that great. Huh? Well, we try. Not that we great. Uh, I've, I've never gone hungry at camp, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but we had quality food. <laughs> yeah. And Otto? Did you have Otto already? Yeah, Otto the baker. Oh, now you got me going. The <laughs> pastry was phenomenal. I had my first bow tie a couple yeah. months ago. Uh, Billy, oh. Billy Schwartz has got the recipe, and he made up a batch. And, oh. oh, I was like, I could eat 50 of these. What no, are we, we talking we about? We had phenomenal <laughs> food. It was great. Nice. Yeah. So after, so you go through your camper years, now you come back, you're a JC. Mm-hmm. And you said it was hard, you know, working. Yeah, yeah. well, your... it was uh, during collegiate week. That's the only time yeah. when you were really on the grill. But um... And probably your first job, I would assume. Yes. Well, yeah. Then in high school, I got a, yeah, well, it kinda, I, I worked in high school, but I was a JC in high school, too. So. Yeah. Nice. Now, how is that experience different now that you're coming back and having to care for kids in your cabin and look out for these kids, as opposed to just coming and being a camper and having a great time? Oh, I liked it. You yeah. know, I, you know, you like to be a leader, and you like to show these kids how to go about things and do the right things, and you develop a bond with your campers. Hmm. You really do. Yeah. Are there are there any of those guys that stick out as that you re, you know? Because I mean, I've been there for a long time, and I, I, I like a lot of my kids, but there's some kids you just really connect with. You know? I, I, you know, 50 years ago, I can't go through the list. I, I just can't remember. But sure. uh, there were some there were some special kids, you know, some problem kids. But in fact, my kids went back to Ojibwa. Hmm. And it's funny, I got two boys, 49 and 47. Now, the 49-year-old was a good athlete. He loved it. The 47-year-old went as 15 or 14, and we got a call after a week. Mm. Hey, Mark is not participating. So what do you mean? He said he doesn't want to do anything. So they didn't know what to do with him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't participate. They used to take him in town in the red truck on shopping with the camp manager. They'd, it was mm-hmm. a problem. And we went up for a visiting weekend. He, you know, he made the, barely the first four weeks, and he said, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. So I want to go home. Me and my wife said, you can't, you can't quit. You can't do that. you got to stay. Yeah. you got to stay another four weeks. You can't quit. Get through the eight weeks. You don't want to go back, which is, sounds like it, uh, but you're not going to quit. And to this day, he blames us for not for not letting him quit after four weeks. And he he's got a lot of issues. <laughs> sure. Forty years later. <laughs> wow. But interesting. He, he just did the one year. No, oh, yeah, that was, one and yeah. done. Yeah, you know, it's it's not for everybody. That's right. It doesn't click with. He everybody. wasn't, in a, and it was our mistake. We never should have 
it was the wrong place. Yeah. But, you know, when it's when it's that kind of a place that you've had your own experience, it's so amazing at. Yeah, the older boy you know, loved you wanna, it. But... You want to connect that, you know. I think it's so special. The, the guys who have had the, the, the gift of getting to take, send their kids to camp. To, to not only have a great experience themselves, but then to uh, kind of live through it. You kind of want that legacy to live out if you had a great experience. And yeah. We tried it. One worked and one didn't. Hmm. Never know. Now, another uh, mm-hmm. legacy sort of tradition of camp, the Camp Ojibwa Braves. Do you have any experience being yeah, a Braves? Yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah, I remember the Braves. I remember the Chiefs and the medicine men. And, you know, you come in as... As a 10, 11-year-old, you, you, you see this ceremonies and you, you, you kind of go, wow, I mean, this is something I want to be in. And then when you get picked as a brave, it's huge, mm. you, uh, you know. Then if you get picked as an officer, uh, it's even bigger. But it was uh, being a brave uh, made you feel good and important, and you worked, you know. You had to work for a week or yeah. two weeks. They had all your jobs. I don't know if they still have the. <laughs> Braves. Uh, well, the Braves are still there. Uh, a lot of that, you know, again, changing for society's times, you know, it's not a popularity contest now. It's just when you hit a certain age, you're a Brave. That's it. That's no. Oh, okay. You don't get picked I mean, you were separately. hand-picked. Right. Some made it, some didn't. Right. And that, made, that was a much different experience. <laughs> and, you know, that's all the aura of what it was 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And um, and there's no real sort of like hazing period or no. or even the the jobs the no, spinning the I would suspect now yeah. you know you don't do any of that but I mean we 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 got whacked a few times you know we, we, we. but it was part of it then it was part it of wasn't the experience easy. We, we had to hang in there but you know that also at the same time created a generation or two of these incredible Ojibwe guys so it's all part of the puzzle and. It's, it's all part of the puzzle. I mean, that place had everything. Yeah. Even good-looking nurses. <laughs> there was a contest to see who could date one of the blonde nurses one year. That got out of hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. Did, did anyone succeed, or was it a question of how many succeeded? Well, the counselors, they, it was like five or six of them that were in competition and go out with the best-looking nurse and... It got a little crazy. <laughs> Some campers would get sick just to be, stay in there one night and be sure. taken care of by her. I'm not naming any names. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, that went on. <laughs> well, let's move into that. So you, after being a JC, you come back, you're a senior counselor. And yep. now you also have the benefit of maybe going into town. And oh, you'd pick up the milkshakes for the kids at night and hang out in Eagle River. Sure. We had fun in Eagle River. Where yeah. were your spots back then? Where did, where were the spots you'd go to hang? Zimpleman's. Zimpleman's. Zimpleman's was the great, uh, and then the White Spruce mm. restaurant. That's where you went for food. The nice. White Spruce over the bridge there. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, it is. It is. It's wow. got wow. It's got another name. It's got another name, but it has spru- it's like yeah. some, someone someone's White Spruce or something. Yeah, going into town at night, you know, the counselors, you get your days off. I go play golf. Hmm. I was the golf instructor. Oh, nice! I took golf up at seventeen, and I, they made me the golf. I take them on trip day. We'd go up to Eagle Waters and play golf. We wouldn't have to oh. hike. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. Oh yeah, hike day was terrible. <laughs> oh, that's one thing I did not like those seven, eight mile, and I didn't like those overnight canoe trips. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't dig that. That wasn't yours? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's No, what... I'm not one of the campers that portage a canoe for a mile. No. I agree. No. <laughs> that's another one of those divisive things. Trip you, day was funny. Yeah. Trip day was funny because if you drew the wrong trip, it was going to be a long day. <laughs> a lot of walking. But you got to go to you got to go to Eagle Waters. You got to play yeah, a golf. Yeah, I was a golfer. That's great. Was, yeah, that was the best trip. They put us in the green truck, dump us off. We'd play golf. They pick us up. That was trip day. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what was the golf situation like at camp? Did you? Well, have- they had a golf range. Okay, with next like- to the rifle range, they had a golf range where you could hit balls oh. and in nets. I don't know if they have yeah. it next to the wood shop. That's okay. where the that's where the golf range was. Yeah. I don't know if they still have it. We we have a, a version of that. Yeah. Um, we also have a putt putt course. Oh, now, we didn't have down that. in Schwartz Park. No, we There's didn't have little... putt putt. Yeah. yeah. So you can get a little practice in. We didn't have putt-putt. <laughs> uh, that's great. I've, mm-hmm. I think I've seen maybe seen a couple of pictures of the nets or, or were there were there like canvases so, with yeah, something with on targets. it or something? Yeah. You'd hit another target. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was outdoor nets. Nice. Uh, what about the? Was it a big thing to try to meet other girls from the camps or anything like that during that? You know, with talk about going we had out socials and stuff. Oh, we had socials where we would dress up and go over to Birchnall or Maramita, and you know, you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. It was all right. <laughs> None of the, yeah, we weren't in the girls at fourteen or fifteen, right? And you're, but they had socials. Hmm. Oh yeah. We would go to the other. We'd have to get dressed up and pick some girl to dance. They'd all line up against the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That's it. Learning. Someone probably met their wife at a social. I, I'm Someone probably that must be true, uh, 10 right? years later probably married her. <laughs> huh? That's probably true. Well, you know, Ron Lincoln met his wife at post camp. Did Ronnie yeah. meet her there? Yeah. Yeah, it was great when uh, when that's we had our funny. interview. He brought this woman along. He's like, "I'm going to bring a did guest." Did you interview Ron? I did. Oh, that's great. He's like, "I'm going to bring a guest." I, I said, "Oh, okay." And this, he showed up brought with this his woman, wife. and I was like, "What's going on?" And they they were like, "We'll tell you. In a, we'll tell you in a minute." And they kind of built up to the story, and then it, it was so yeah, fun. I love Ron. He's great. Yeah, they were both sweethearts. Uh, what else? Let's talk. About, oh, I know what I want to ask mm-hmm. you. So I, I mentioned Alan Pearl and and how I didn't you know mm-hmm. to meet them as a camper at that time, or even as a counselor. Do you get to have kind of like a personal relationship with them at all, or is it more employee-employee? Yeah, no. There were 200 campers. They they didn't have time to nest every kid, you know. But in that I played tennis a lot with Pearl and Al. I mean, I was one of the the gold boys that, Mm. that, you know, when we played camp competition, I played tennis. They were in the front row, you know, cheering for me. That's great. And uh, I could go in the office at times, the camp office, and what do you need? What what, what do you need? You know, you you got to want to call home? What do you, you know? (laughs) I had a a pretty good, and then I was head waiter. Oh. I was named head. I I had to wait on the staff table. That's a big honor. So when you wait on the staff table as head waiter, you know, you, 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 you develop, Kind of relationships of what they want to eat and when sure. they don't want it, and which plates Pearl uses. Oh yeah, how the setting is. I set. just remember I was head waiter, and that then you develop, then you get to know them really well. <laughs> and the nurses sat at the head table too. Oh well, that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. Something you're never bringing changed. back a lot of memory. I never thought about all this till you got me in front of the mic. <laughs> well, that's what this Sheets, is for. Head waiter. Oh my God. <laughs> you had to get the other waiters 
up to speed. Oh, sure, because you're you're sort of laying out the whole plan. Oh, for yeah, the and tables and everything, and guys were doing a bad job. You really had to take them aside and say, mm. hey, come on. Nice. That's great, though. I mean, who knew how much leadership and management skills you were getting taught right there in no, the mess exactly, hall at Camp yeah, Ojibwe, no, you know? No, you I mean, I did everything there. I don't think there's anything I didn't do. Well, maybe not waterfront director. I didn't like swimming. <laughs> I didn't, and I was a bad swimmer. And it's interesting that your nickname is Barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> the Barracuda. So, I guess... We'll kind, of, we'll kind of get toward wrapping it up. There's a couple of big things I always ask everyone at the end, and, I, and I'll preface okay. one for you to get you ready, and that is um, when this is all, when I get 200 of these in the can and down the road, I want to kind of be able to go into each one and pull out little capsule stories that we all, these little camp stories, where I've put those together in a little book, like a bathroom reader of Ojibwe Tales. So think of a couple of the those stories that you've told a million times over the years. I, I remember one now that we were 12-year-olds, and, you know, there was woods in the back of the cabin. So a few of us would go back on the trail and build a little hideaway, a little like our little spot, you know, a little hut with blankets or whatever, you know? Sure. And we called it Maz. And we'd come in the console, where you been? We, we went to Maz. So what? Maz? What are you talking about? At that time, there was a whorehouse called Ma Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> True story, where all the counselors used to go, la, la, la. And these guys thought we had some interaction going with Ma Bailey's. You know, they, they just... And you're 12. <laughs> uh, we were about 14 or 15. And it was bizarre how these guys, they started tracking us down and seeing if we were getting off campus and getting laid sure absolutely know. so that that was that, that that really happened i remember that that's what that, that, was really wild because <laughs> these counselors thought we were doing some bad things that's amazing we just went to mars sure you know? you're just going to mars these guys buddy they don't know about my bill <laughs> it was really great that's amazing so that's one beauty <laughs> um those are the you know those are that's it that's what camp is right it's those little moments and yeah my and Bailey's all had... was my, in the fifties my Bailey's was the place wow. you ask anyone all these guys like Palestine huh. I'm okay. sure they all visited my Bailey's. that is very interesting yeah and there was a real lady my Bailey hmm. she ran the brothel and I've heard there's there's a place that um, what was it called then maybe the Persian Paradise. Or it was called something before that. Well, it's sort of a re- like if you're leaving camp, going to town, it's right around. Yeah, the yeah. There. It was like a resort, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What and happened there? I didn't. Well, hear that I've one. I've heard that it was a brothel for a while. Oh, it could have been in the in yeah. the probably yeah, it was in the two 60s. Miles up the road there. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, I boom, boom. Yeah, I remember that place. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that's good. Ah, classic camp. Yeah. And the other big question I always ask everyone yes, is simply, you know, you're uh, you're a grown man now, seventy five. Last I heard. Mm-hmm. And how would you say that going to Camp Ojibwe affected your life? Well, I told you earlier that you, you, uh, you were with the cream of the cream somehow. I don't know how it happened, but most of these kids were top shelf, came from great families, great athletes, a lot of integrity, and they went on to become very successful, a lot of these guys. And it just was a breeding ground. It seemed like it was a breeding ground for turning after you went out, it, mm. it, it, it taught you a lot to how to go about things and be successful. Yeah. I, I really, it was part of my upbringing, so to speak, to uh, 
brand you as kind of a winner, so to speak, as to a loser. I mean, you, when you went to Ojibwa, you you uh, competed, and uh, you met some great people, and it taught you really how to get along with people and how to be a leader. And uh, all in all, I, I said it earlier, without my 10 years at Ojibwa, I don't think I would have been turned out the person I am today. Mm. I was very fortunate. My father, the first year, I remember that it was $500 for eight weeks. Wow. In 1955. $500. That's not... I think now it's eight ten dollars It's, it's $87.50 for the summer. <laughs> so 500 for eight weeks. Yeah. But even still, $500 in the 50s. That's still no, not, but, uh, that's not honest, a cheap Yeah, thing. honestly, it was one of the best 10 years of my life. It just taught you so much. And you retained some great friendships and... Uh, the Schwartzes were phenomenal. They, it was, everything had to be top shelf, the best. Yeah. You know, and that leads you on to now where there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And they always did the right way. That's such a great way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's the lesson you learned from camp. Absolutely. There's a right way to do things so and a wrong God way to do God bless Camp Ojibwa, and thank you for giving me the time to express my feelings. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you for joining me. Right, this was Chris. a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that is it. Another one in the books. Barry Kuda Golden right here. Uh, you heard him. He, like I said, he had a great time. Uh, it was really fun sitting down together. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you know how. Drop me an email, Christopher, at org, or just swing by the website. Brand new homepage. Uh, some new medicine men have gone up. There's going to be some more stuff, some more video stuff going up in the next week. That should be fun. Also, keep an eye out for me, tooling around the neighborhood in the Camp Ojibwa Mobile. You cannot miss it. Uh, I've already seen a ton of people, people giving me a honk, giving me a wave, uh, maybe even stopping me and taking a picture with the car. It's really, it's awesome and ridiculous and crazy. So check it out, the Ojibwa Mobile. All right, enough of that. I'm getting out of here for this week. I'll be back next week to bring you some more good history. But for now, it's time for a cigar.